Welcome to the Prepare to Win podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oliver, here with Dane Lee. Uh, today, we're going to get into a topic. Um, I've been talking about this a little bit more lately with uh, some of the coaches and you know, just people running things by me about how uh, I do things compared to the way they do things. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about like coaches uh, valuing your own time, but also like not feeling guilty if you if you can't get to your clients right away or uh, you feel obligated um, to answer them in, in a certain time frame or, you know, work past hours that you should be working just to get it done kind of thing. Um, now, that will have to happen. Like, there's going to be times where it's like things happen. You have to work off hours. Um, my mic is dropping. You have to work off hours. You have to work... Um, during a time you didn't expect to, that's just sort of how it is. Like that's, that's anything. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur, um, but at the same time, it doesn't justify that it's not supposed to be that way all the time. And it shouldn't be that way all the time. I think people, um, that hire coaches expect way too much and they're not on the other side of it they don't quite see how it goes so um you know what i mean by that is like for me i have set times a set time that i'll work to pretty much like mm-hmm. and some days i can vary you know about eight o'clock is my my shut off time some days that varies if i'm up a very alert awake i you know and it's probably not good for my my sleep but like I might answer something at eight thirty. You know, it okay. might it might happen. Uh, very rarely, though. But there are times that it's seven o'clock and I'm shutting it down. You know, I've been doing whatever all day, um, and I'm just it's time for me to shut it down, have my own time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll answer. There's not there's rarely anything that's going to be that important that need ans- that needs answered in that moment that can't be answered the next morning. Right. Um, very rarely. So what we see is a lot of coaches end up feeling like guilty that they, you know, can't get back to someone right away or, and this happens a lot. And I used to be this way. Like I used to always, I hated messages that were holding or pending. Mm-hmm. Same with emails. And I still have this problem a little bit, but I hated like unread things. Right. So I'd go and answer them as quick as I could. And that starts to burn you out after a while because you're, you're, constantly it's almost like an anxiety factor thing like oh yeah i have all these things to get to okay gotta get to them now and then you just never shut off right Mm -hmm. so you have to kind of uh curb that with set hours that you're doing things some people answer like all their emails in the morning um then maybe they check them again in the afternoon or something yeah uh vice versa you know however um i know for me personally like emails uh for me work generally more in standard working hours, like, um, standard business hours. So I will usually, uh, stop answering emails between four and five o'clock somewhere. Okay. Um, and anything else can wait till the next day. Um, unless I'm waiting on something, uh, in my personal life, I might look for something, you Mm -hmm. know, um, cause a lot of, people I might deal with as far as like contractors or different things, they, they're, they're answering their emails, usually after work at, you know, five, six o'clock or something. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of depends, but, um, I try to cut off email, you know, at that time and then things like, you know, Instagram messages, stuff like that. I check them periodically. So, uh, typically, uh, I, I try to 
look in the morning, see what's there, you know, answer what I need to answer, at least a few of them if I can. And then I move on, you mm-hmm. know, and if I get time midday, you know, get on, answer some questions or whatever. I, videos come in, whatever. Um, <clears throat> for For me, as far as like just my work hours as well, like, I set times that I try to have my programs done by, or I do programming from this time to this time, right? Um, I try to have all my programming done by X day to send out. Um, now it varies, like, because some people have to have their program by like a Wednesday or something. So I have to account for that. You know, I have to account for the people that maybe don't start their program on a you know, their week starts on a Sunday or a Saturday or a Monday. Um, so I have to account for that a little bit, but you know, as coaches, I I think what's going on with a lot of people is there's this overwhelming need of like, okay, I have to get back to people right away. I have to send these programs out right away, you know, and, and yes and no, it just depends. Like, if it can wait, it can wait. Like if most of your clients aren't starting their programs till Monday and you have an event on a Friday or you're at a meet, let's say on a Saturday, they can probably wait until Sunday morning to have their program, right? At times, sure. Like I've been to meets on weekends where we've been traveling and I've had to sit up and do my programs uh, on the Friday night before the meet or, you know, a little bit Saturday or whatever to get Mm. them done. It happens. But we're, we're setting this precedence for people in this instant gratification world that we need to get back to people instantly. And that's not the case, right? Right. Most people that I have to get a hold of, I wait days on them, sometimes a week, you know? Mm-hmm. So why is it okay to wait on an answer from this business, my doctor, my attorney, my whatever, why is it standard for to wait a week, two weeks sometimes, but then as coaches, we're expecting a turnaround of, of within 24 hours, which I get it. We're working with athletes that it, things are constantly evolving. Things yeah. can change quick. Yeah. Programming comes in, feedback, all that. Um, some coaches still work on that model of you check in at the end of the week. Like mm-hmm. you don't send anything during the week. One time at the end of the week, they they look at all their stuff through basically one day, one lens, right? Yeah. But I I think what we discount is like people people don't understand what it's like to be on the coaching side. It never ends, ever, right? Right. It is a never <laughs> off work. I'm thing. laughing because there are some people listening so, right now that are going to hear that and just completely relate to it 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like, even when you're not programming, when you're not um, actively engaged in talking to your clients, mm-hmm. you're probably thinking about something that a client needs to do or has to do or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, years ago I might have posted this. I remember me and Dan were talking about it. And we're like, you know, you're a real coach when it's like 2 a.m. and you're thinking about someone's lift, you know, or something that yeah. someone needs to do. And like, that, I wonder if I could program this. Instead. And that's that's the truth. Right. But we have to learn, like, there's got to be some some balance to it that, you know, you're going to have to set standard hours 
You're going to have to set those hours and and work within them. And it's no different than what a lot of people talk about. What's Gary Vee's thing? Like, uh, and I think Seth Rossi says the same thing. Like you pick your 14 or you pick your whatever hours of the day, you're going to basically be active working towards something greater, right? Mm -hmm. Pick your 14, pick your 16, whatever. I I think they both have different hours, but anyway, that's, that's what you kind of have to do is you pick times you're going to work mm-hmm. right in a way um if you're an entrepreneur and you know as a coach like people understand like, i love the clients that like if they know i go on vacation they don't bother me at all love it right mm-hmm. depending on where they're at because sometimes i'm like hey uh you're fucking two weeks out i still need to see your shit right yeah but you get you get I'll a lot of people, five minutes. You get a lot of people that understand like, okay, what I'm doing right now isn't overly important. There's not you know, or they might give me a little synopsis. Hey, here's how the week went, like just so you know, for programming, enjoy vacation, whatever. Yeah. Right. But if we're if we're not setting that that priority to have a little bit more balance, you're gonna burn out and you're gonna hate it. You're gonna mm-hmm. end up presenting coaching and you're gonna hate coaching, right? The other thing is like I know we had talked about you know, when you're doing like one-on-ones in person, you have mm-hmm. your set time. This person's from whatever, four to five, right? Yeah. Your time is from four to five. It's not, you know. It's four, not one hour. Yeah. It's not 4.15 to 5.15 or 4.30 right. to 5.30. It is four to five. You get a full hour I, if you I show up for it. A lot of people don't get that. It's like, and I set this um, precedence a long time ago that, your time, that is your time. I might have a client after you. I have something else to do. That is your time. If you show up at 4.15, you got 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. That is it. That's the cutoff, right? Right. If I'm late for whatever reason, I'll still give you that full hour. Right. That's on if me. If it's my fault, yeah, that's different. That's on me. But if you're late, your time ends when your time ends, right? Right. And I even work uh, similar to a doctor's office. If you cancel within 24 hours, I charge you still. I usually give the first one free, mm-hmm. fair warning. Um, and they get that warning when they sign up. So the second one is a courtesy. The third one and on, you're getting charged. My time is, is valuable. So if you waste it, I'm still going to charge you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of coaches are like scared to make those steps. Um, I saw it in here with coaches before, like people constantly showing up late and they felt obligated to stay over with them. And I told them how, no, you tell them flat out, this is how it is. And if they can't respect that, don't work with them. Mm-hmm. And that goes the same with programming. People who don't respect my time. I just, I don't work with them. And if they push it too far when I'm working with them, I'll just drop them as a client. It's not, it's not a big deal. Right. To be honest. Like it's, if someone is wasting your time, they don't need to be a client of yours. And that's standard across the board with most coaches now. I think it's a double-edged sword because when we've talked before in the past about like you have to be going out there and trying to find like as many clients as you can. Like you have to work really hard to get those people in. Yeah. And initially, like you bend over backwards to keep clients because you don't have any. Yeah. It's like I need to make money. I need to pay the rent. I need to pay bills. And so I'm going to you know put in that little bit of extra for every single one of them, if it means that I retain them and it helps with customer service and it spreads the word, right? Yeah. And then that becomes the standard for how those clients or any new clients perceive your regular work. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is just what they do. Therefore, it's okay if I email them or text them at 10 o'clock at night you know, or even later. 
and expect them to respond within a certain amount of time. It's like I have set the boundary so far away that you know they don't see any problem. Well, he answered it in the past or she answered it in the past, so I can just keep doing that, right? Mm-hmm. And then the conversation I had with you, like for me, is like it's that feeling of being guilty that if I stop a session at when it was scheduled, even though the person came in late, and then I were to go do something for myself and they saw me doing that, mm-hmm. I immediately felt this like pang of guilt. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't want to go work out if they're still here. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, I'm thinking they're going to see that and think, well, like, why is he working out? He could still be working with me. I'm that, paying him. And that's the thing. That, and they might. Um, I've been worried about that before, too, where, you know, someone's had a session mm-hmm. and they have screwed around during that session and talk too much and wanted to ask other questions instead of doing the workout. Yeah. Even though they might have been pertinent questions, your workout's not quite done. I tell them like, all right, well, you still have your stuff to do that's on your program. Make sure you finish it out. Mm -hmm. And I go get ready to work out. I don't even care anymore at that Mm -hmm. point. Like um, if you're going to sit there and you're not going to work in the allotted time um, and the programs are like, you know, if you're scheduled for an hour, you might not be done with your program in an hour. That's just how it is sometimes, right. you know, but I, I have never felt um, in the past couple of years obligated to finish that out. I just tell them, you know, you have this, this, mm-hmm. this still, okay, get it done. Like, and I go about my way. Um, Cause the times I did stay over before from people talking to me or people, whatever that 20, 30 minutes that was wasted you know, 15 mm-hmm. minutes that's wasted, it trickles into the next thing, into right. the next thing. Then next, then you, you don't even realize day. it. Your entire day is pushed yeah. back by an hour. And it's like... Um, <clears throat> it can have compounding effects. Like yeah. the things you didn't get a chance to do that day because yeah. everything got pushed back an hour end up getting moved into tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And you might already have tomorrow scheduled out. Yep. You know, I find that happening with all the different things that are going on right now with schedules where it's like... Okay, I'll just like I'll set this obligation over till tomorrow, and yeah. then you don't realize until you look at tomorrow's schedule, it's full already. Yeah. It doesn't have room to put that in. Yep. So now things just keep building on top of each other. Well, I think, you know, you know, a lot of people they just you gotta think about it. You know, we deal with a lot of like nine to five society. We don't mm-hmm. deal with a lot of entrepreneurs. We don't deal with a lot of um, people who you know, are maybe have the nine to five, but then are working on something else, you know, it's kind of rare in a way, you know, and, and even if they are an entrepreneur, like an entrepreneur in quotation, it's like, they're they're just not at that point yet where they know what, what really just flowing through the day is really like, you know, I've, you know, I, I just wish I could take people through a day, Mm -hmm. like come, come hang out for a day. You know, and that's the thing with being an entrepreneur sometimes or, you know, whatever it's, yeah, there's going to be times where it's noon and you're kind of done. There ain't much Mm -hmm. else to do. You know, could get some things done, but it's like, eh, you know, got tomorrow, like getting it done tomorrow, whatever. Did what you need to do. Yeah. Um, and then there's other times where it's like you literally for weeks on end can't find the time to squeeze anything else in. Oh, it's insane. And, and just one thing after another, right? Yeah. I'd say that, you know, the beauty of like kind of being an entrepreneur in a way is 
you know, you can schedule things as needed. Like if I, you know, I have doctor's appointments, mm-hmm. I can semi schedule them for when I want to. Right. You know what I mean? That's about the only fucking perk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like all right, I will do noon on Wednesday because I can just decide that, all right, I'm yeah. going to make myself available yeah, at noon yeah. on Wednesday. Um, I don't have to check with anybody. I don't have yeah. to get permission. Like getting on. those sort of things done. That's about the only perk, but. Um, other than that, I mean, it's constantly busy, but yeah, I, I think, like I said, this whole thing that, and you see people preach it like, oh, you should always be getting back to your clients. This, that, and, yeah, no shit. You should, mm-hmm. um, you should always be getting back to your clients. Uh, there's a lot of coaches not getting back to their clients at this point that I keep hearing about, you know, but you still have to make that time for yourself. Like you, right. if you don't do that, I promise you're going to get burned out and you're going to hate it. And I hate coaching. Figure it out ahead of time. One of the things I really liked with the teaching assistant work that I'm doing at school is that in the syllabus, the coordinator for all the labs, he said ahead of time, the teaching assistant will do their best to get back to you within 24 hours during the week. Yeah. Weekend, 48 hours. Yeah. Like, do not, if you email us on a Saturday morning, do not expect us. If we do, fantastic. You know, good you'll on be, us. You'll be amazed how many people email us. Uh, this happened a lot before on like a Friday night mm-hmm. or like a Saturday midday. And then like, you know, a lot of times they're, most businesses aren't going to email you back till Monday. Right. Right. Um, we try to get on them right away, but there are times where it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's crazy how like impatient people can be sometimes about that. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Like you have to know, like you were saying, you set a precedence early on. Yeah. So for like new coaches or coaches that are struggling with it, you can understand that you have to make your own time and like yeah. understand that is valuable. You have to have a plan yeah. of saying, this is what I'm going to tell people mm-hmm. and then, you know, sticking to it. Yep. Well, I, like I even have nutrition program clients like combined, right? Mm-hmm. They're all both. Oh, I'm yawning. Um, Get him some caffeine. Yeah, I need it. <clears throat> so they'll be on both. Mm-hmm. And like Friday morning, I'll be answering some nutrition check-ins. And I've had people ask me before, like I'll send them their nutrition. And they'll say, okay, hey, like got it. Uh, is my programming coming too? And I just want to at that moment be like, when <laughs> the fuck have I never sent you a program? It's coming. <laughs> just fucking wait. <laughs> like, Jesus. You know, it's like it becomes that thing where it's like I have clients that have done that before. It's like they ask you about one thing or you send them one thing. Then they're mm-hmm. expecting the other. I haven't gotten there yet. Right. I am not on that task. You might be it's, the same person. Yeah. This is not the same project. Yeah. Yeah. Even though like I'm working on both of these with you. Yeah. So like when people email, people realize like when you email me your Mm check-in, I am on the bottom end of the emails answering the check-ins as they came in. Right. Mm -hmm. If you email me back, you're in the queue. You might, you know what I mean? (laughs) Going right back to the bottom. You're going right back to the bottom. Yep. And it's going to take me a minute to probably get back there. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Same with people. Like I ask for all check-ins Friday, Saturday morning. If you check in with me at s- Saturday at s- you know four or five p.m. or Sunday, mm-hmm. there's a good chance you know that Saturday one you're not getting answered till Sunday, and the Sunday one you're probably not getting answered till Monday. Like I put that out there specifically because I want to have all my check ins. My my goal 
is to have all check-ins done, all programming done, mm-hmm. everything out by Saturday at noon. So it's just that off means your plate. from Saturday at noon to hopefully Monday morning, mm-hmm. I get a day and a half off. Right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. I still have, uh, you know, lifts that come in through my Instagram or whatever mm-hmm. that I still answer through that time. Um, there is not a single day. I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't tell you the the single day that I've had off mm-hmm. in a long time besides a, maybe a holiday. And that's a maybe because mm-hmm. I can't tell you if I answered something for sure or not. I mean, it might sound sad. I did work on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like things were cooking and we were hanging yeah. out as a family. It's like, yeah. all right, I'll get my laptop out and do something. Yeah. Um, did I need to? No. Could that have been a true day off? Yeah. 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 But I mean, maybe, maybe that's the mindset. Yeah. Maybe a vacation day. Just, mm-hmm. you know, but like, we don't get that. We don't get that. Like we go to work and then, Hey, Friday we're off, you know? Yeah. Done. Leave it there. Yep. Come back Monday. Yeah. Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that when they contact you, they're contacting you as opposed to a business? Like, let's say I send a, a message, an email, letter, whatever, to my bank. I don't know who I'm sending that to. I'm just sending yeah. it to them. And so I'm waiting for whatever process that is for it to get to who it needs to go to, yeah. that response to happen after it gets figured out. But if I email you, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, how long will it take specifically Justin yeah. to respond to me? And I mean, I don't know if that's part of it, like the mentality where they think it's yeah. such a direct connection yeah, they should have a yeah, direct it's response. The, yeah, it's probably a direct connection. Um, I think it's like, I think also people just forget sometimes that they're not the only one. I have people out Instagram. That's me. common, yeah. Now, mind you, it's not like, sometimes it's books, but usually not when it's, I've had seven, eight messages from the same person before, before I answer them back. And it's all like snippets, you Mm -hmm. know, of stuff, but collectively, like when I see that I have seven or eight messages, nine messages before from the same person before I've even opened it, Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like that moment when you just don't even want to open it, you know, or you open it and it's three messages, but it's three paragraphs Mm -hmm. of shit. That's poor communication. If it takes you three paragraphs to explain to me like what's going on, mm-hmm. then you haven't been communicating all along, basically, or you're overemphasizing everything, you know. So, um, I've had that stuff before too, and it's it, it's one of those things like again, like if I come to you and I have an issue, you're gonna ask questions, mm-hmm. and those questions like. You're going to get a response, but it's try, try, try to consolidate, you know, right to where it's not like telling you every movement I did that that affected that one well, I'm on a part of my body program cycle. And I'm in the second half week of it. And I did lead lifts and like last week it felt kind of funny when I was doing yeah. this, but then I was benching and it was, it was like, dude, just tell me what it is. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. And I know you probably get that a lot because it's like dealing with people's bodies, mm-hmm. you know, cause yeah. that's, that's when I get. When someone has a minor inconvenience in their life, whether it be, you know, stress, work, injury, mm-hmm. tweak, let's call it, it's not even called an injury, but like something, yeah, that's when I get those. Or if they, ha- if, if something didn't move well, 
then it's like some of them, it's like a book and it's like, you're not the only one I have to answer, you know? Right. But what coaches can do, and this is what I've learned to do, uh, over the years of doing this is those, those people, uh, when that comes through, you shorten and consolidate from your end. If they don't get the message, you know, then Mm -hmm. you just see it and okay, got it. And you shorten it up yourself or you, you have to almost end the conversation like at Mm -hmm. that point, you know? And that means that's an art to figure out how to basically get them to understand, like give them the hint that what they're saying is more than you needed Mm -hmm. and you're going to respond in the way that you expect to be communicated with. Yeah. But doing it in a way that, you know, isn't rude. Yeah. um, You know, doesn't make them feel unheard, but is stern enough that they get it. Yeah. And, you know, because everybody's going to be a little bit different on what that is. But if you have, I mean, if you don't mind, like ballpark, how many nutrition clients? Hmm. I don't even know at this point. Let's say you have 20. Anybody, we'll just throw it out there. It doesn't even have to be nutrition clients. I'm just trying yeah. to take something. I, they're you know. just like yeah, comp- <laughs> compounding yeah. and had one or two drop. I don't know. I have so, to count them. Let's say you spent five minutes a day responding to someone, which really mm-hmm. isn't a lot of time necessarily, you know, collectively. Like you might have one or two exchanges back and forth. There's five minutes. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at over an hour and a half a yeah. day if these people are making yeah. these requests to you yep. by the end of the week, I mean, you're looking at upwards of 10 hours just responding to those nutrition clients. If you add on also programming, if mm-hmm. you have one-on-ones, they're asking you things. Yeah. And that's assuming that these people are being courteous enough to yeah. only like ask for well, five minutes. And this, this is why when I like with nutrition, especially or different things that come up, I, I generally just tell people what to do. I don't go into deep explanation because mm-hmm. here's the thing. If you want deep explanation, listen, listen to the podcast, read the posts I put out. You know what I mean? Listen to me talk and you probably heard what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Right. Also be a student in the game because other people are saying the same thing. Right. So like when people come to me with some kind of blah, 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 blah thing. I'm just going to tell them how to fix it. And I'm going to say, here's what's going on. And that's all I'm going to leave it at. I'm not going to give them a deep biology and, you know, lesson right. on like why this is going on because that that's not, if you want me to do that, then my rate just doubled because it's going to take me that much longer yeah. to explain to you why it's going on. Right. So that's where like our pricing comes in too. Like I am priced on the nutrition side that you're going to take up about an hour of my time. I'm priced on the program side that you're going to take up about an hour and a half of my time ish. Mm -hmm. And it does equal about out over the course of a month, right? Like if you think about it per client, um, well, you're probably, honestly, you're probably doing a little bit more. It just depends on who's who, right? If you figure, let's say someone's sending me a video to critique on the programming side, Mm -hmm. uh, three times a week. All right. Okay. And let's say, Per video, you know, per day or whatever, mm-hmm. let's say there's, how can we simple math that? Okay, let's go with four. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and let's just say there's two minutes of back and forth per video, right? Okay. 
So that turns into eight minutes a week, mm-hmm. right? That's a little over a half hour for the month, mm-hmm. right? And then you got to figure, um, you do like, let's say half hour programming, right? Okay. And that's actually just like the actual typing of right. everything, right? Figuring it out. And then you have to account for that time. The two minute thing is very being very generous because it's actually more like five minutes per, yeah, yeah. you know, um, so that's low ball in it. Yeah. Sometimes longer. Right. Um, <clears throat> but you have to then account for the offhand questions when there was no video, there mm-hmm. was no nothing, but you get that email, you get that message, you know, it comes through how much more time they're going to take up. Right. So you have to kind of break it down in that way when you come up with like your price point and all that stuff. And people don't realize like when you're paying over a hundred dollars a month for programming, like that's what it's, that's why it's because we're actually coaching you. Right. It's if you just, just want to program, if you just want me to slop something out to you, Hey, okay. Then it, there, you know, there's still people that charge $200 a month for that just to click a mouse. But like, you know, I can lower it down and you'll just get a basic, you'll just get a program. I won't just even think paste. twice. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but when you're actually doing coaching and I think people don't realize that they'll, you know, think like, oh, well, if this coach is whatever, $150 a month, this coach is 75 a month, you know, well, why would I? It hire? seems like they're doing the same thing. Yeah. It seems the like they're doing the in. same thing. But what, if you actually hire those coaches, you're going to get two different coaches. Oh yeah. Unless the one, you know, and there's up and comers that charge less that are just mm-hmm. like, you know, they, um, they're still in the works of working themselves up yeah. um, or, you know, have another job. So they're just kind of doing it as a side thing, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, there's plenty of those, but you know, I, I get it all the time with like, uh, how many people ask me about nutrition uh, you know, you tell them the price and you never hear from them again. That tells you they didn't think that that price was enough um, for was was enough value there to pay for it, mm-hmm. which is not really the value because they have no fucking clue what my value is. To be honest, if mm-hmm. it's a random person that doesn't follow me, doesn't anything, and they're just asking, it means all they're doing they're just searching for a price. Go find that twenty five dollar, thirty dollar a month nutrition coach. Let me know how that goes for you. Or yeah. the ten dollar nutrition app. Yeah, or the ten dollar yeah. nutrition $10 app. A month. Like, the, and that might be a good place to start. But if you want your you know, if you want everything handled, how it should be handled, mm-hmm. if you want, it, it's like, what'd you say? Uh, you said a couple podcasts ago about, you, you know, you're not paying for, you're paying for the last 10 years of knowledge yeah. or whatever. You're uh, not paying me for uh, the information or the hour that you're with me. You're paying for the 10 years that brought me yeah, to that yeah. one hour. What did I say? Did I? Did yeah. Say, that's did I say okay. Yeah. I knew it was something like that, mm-hmm. but that's what you're paying for is I know if this situation comes up, I know how to handle it. Yeah. This situation comes up. I know how to handle it. Why? From experience, right? Mm-hmm. Go back five years ago. This comes up. I want to know how to handle it. Right. Right. So, so decrease like, value right, right there. now. I have a, a, a few women that have PCOS. All okay. Right? I know how to handle that now because I'm more educated than mm-hmm. I was. You go back years ago, someone PCOS comes in. You know, I might have attempted to help them, and maybe I, maybe I do get results. Maybe I don't, mm-hmm. right? But I was far less educated on what's needed in that situation mm-hmm. than I am now, right? Um, and I could go on and on with different scenarios, but like that's what you're paying for. Is we right. have seen the same 
thing pop up so many times that we understand from a an experience standpoint b an education standpoint you know we've continued on learning right and again outside looking in if someone were to watch you kind of how you're working with someone who might have pcos or you're working with someone who um, is getting ready for a, a figure show versus a power lifter getting ready for certain things and yeah. you know anything that they might have going on right yeah it doesn't look like you are doing anything different mm-hmm. with that because all of it is just it's a mental process of you taking previous experience and the knowledge that you have and just like automatically adjusting things and making their nutrition program fit what you know is needed yeah so it looks like the same amount of time and the numbers might even be you know, somewhat similar, but it's like that minutia, it's the fine yeah. little points where things change. So someone who's ignorant about that would say, again, why am I paying, you know, $150 when, you know, this looks kind of similar to what, you know, a general population would have? Like, what's the difference? Like, yeah. why does this person think that they're so good that they deserve to charge yeah. 150 You know why you pay me what you do? Because while you're talking... I'm listening to you, but I also thought about something that my client <laughs> needed, and I put a note to put it in their program. During the podcast, folks. Yeah. That just happened, all right? I, I feel rejected. It just went down. One of the things I remember hearing, there was a seminar, and the guy who was giving the seminar was trying to advocate for, it was actually for accountants, um, was advocating that they tr- basically fire their least valuable clients, not their lowest income. They're least valuable. Yeah. And getting them to think about that that way. And there were certain people who they were having like this existential crisis over the idea of, you know, dropping clients. And they're like, listen, how much time do you spend on them? And it ended up coming out to be like the 80-20 rule. Whereas like you have these clients that you're giving 80% of your time and they're 20% of your income. That's yeah. it. Like drop them. And all of a sudden, you get all of this time back. You really don't lose that much income. And you can fill it with, you know, one or two other clients who would be as good as that other, you know, 20% that are making up most of your income. Yeah. But they struggled with it because they're like, well, how will I get more clients? Like, what do I do? You know, if I drop them, they're going to go somewhere else. How do I find more? And the guy, like, just mocking them, kind of making fun. He's like, oh, no. How will I ever find more clients? It's like, because they're all around. Yeah. Every January they show up. Yep. And you end up keeping maybe one out of every 20 that -hmm. come through, but that's the one you want to keep. Yep. And little by little. So yeah, again, when you're new, it doesn't work that way necessarily. It's like, if you're producing quality, then... You know, they're going to come, first of all. Mm -hmm. Second of all, like, you're going to be able to charge around about what you want to charge, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, But if you you just want clients, you can charge some cheap rate, over-advertise. You'll get a ton of people. You'll waste time on 60, 70% of them easily, you know. Um, And I'm all for, like, I try to help everyone I can. But I've gotten to that point where it's just like, I know I can't help you because I know you're not going to put in the work. Right. You know, I'm sorry. Like that's like just your how, value as a client to me. Yeah, that's just how, is how it is. I know you're not gonna put in the time needed for me to help you. So, well, it's interesting you yeah. bring up the one example where you said like, well, if you're just kind of doing this on the side and you're not really charging that much because this is your main income, right? Yeah. Take that same example 
And what you realize is, yeah, maybe they charge them, let's say 50 bucks a month, but they're good at what they do, but they don't need the income really. Yeah. I bet they're only working with a handful of people and those are people that they are willing to take on. They're not just any random, say 10 people. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I could do this. It's a little bit of money on the side. Sure. I'll work with you. You seem like a good person. They have right there in that moment already decided what their time is worth. Like I'm going to work with you because I'm content. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to bring on anybody that, you know, I don't really feel like working with because I don't need to. And at some point in a coach's career, like that shifts from like, I need clients. I need to pay bills to, I'm going to take the people I want and kind of earn that. But man, just coming back to the idea of boundaries, like, because like, I'm guilty of it. Yeah. I do it all the time. I think it takes, it just takes experience and knowledge of like, in, in seeing it repetitive until you're just like, okay, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And you start setting a higher standard for yourself. So that's, and that goes with anything. I mean, to be honest, yeah. if you're a contractor of some sort, if you're a good employee and you think like, hey, I, I deserve a little bit more than this, like, mm-hmm. I should be seeking out better job offers or something, then that's that's how it is, you know. So you end up hitting a breaking point where you realize like I can't do what I'm doing in the way that I'm doing it unless I'm putting a higher value on it. Yeah. And unfortunately, like you see that happen. You see people just hit a breaking point and before they finally learn, like this is what I need to do. And it and honestly comes with most most lessons within entrepreneurship. Yeah. But Yeah. All right. Yeah, I I think uh we pretty much covered that issue. Um, like I said, I think the big thing is just going to be, you know, value your time and then understand, like, if you're a client that we don't have endless time um, to handle things. So be on time with your appointments. Understand when you are emailing, messaging, however you do your check-ins to be concise and condense. And... Um, understand that like you're going to have to research things yourself like the coach isn't just going to give you every answer to everything it's it's impossible it's like if you go to college like they're not going to give you pressure's not going to give you their lifetime knowledge in even a semester course right it's just not going to happen you know and there's going to be things that compound on each other and the knowledge compounds and that's how it is so um it's hard to teach some of these more advanced things when people don't even know the basics so then you'd have to go back and tell them about the basics to move forward, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's hard. So anyway, uh, that should be it for today and, uh, we'll see you later.